Welcome to the Alger Podcast. Following the podcast, there will be a brief disclosure. Hello, I'm Alex Bernstein, and you're listening to the Alger Podcast, investing in growth and change. We've introduced several new voices from Alger on the podcast this year, and today is a particularly exciting edition as I'm speaking with Brandon Geisler, Alger's new portfolio manager for our mid-cap growth strategy. Brandon comes to Alger with significant experience managing a number of diverse strategies, and he also has the distinction of opening up our new Denver, Colorado office with Alger analyst Ben Reynolds. Brandon, thanks so much for joining me on the podcast this afternoon. Yeah, thanks, Alex, and I'm excited to be with you here today. Brandon, we've met a couple times now, and I know that you have a long history of both investment analysis and portfolio management, and not just in mid-cap, but in large-cap and global portfolios as well. What made you decide to focus solely on the mid-cap growth portfolio at Alger? Yeah, well, I think what's really interesting to me about that space is these are companies that are really graduated from the small-cap universe. And they now have, in many cases, a tried and true management team. They have business processes. They probably graduated from maybe one product or service to multiple and they've been able to duplicate that. And so it's interesting because if you can capture those really high quality small cap companies as they grow into this mid cap space, there's this really sweet spot before they grab the attention of large cap managers. And they can be companies that give you returns that are more like small cap, but because they've graduated from some of the issues that sometimes emerge in small cap investing, they give you some of the risk characteristics that are a little more like a large cap. And so it's this middle group of ideas where they tend to be undercovered as well. And so if you're willing to spend the time and do the analysis, you can find good opportunities. And so I think it's a very interesting part of the market, often overlooked, but that in many respects creates the opportunity. Brandon, tell me a bit about how you particularly construct a portfolio. What are you looking for both in a company and overall construction of the portfolio? So I think obviously over time as an investor, I think everyone develops their own kind of style. I think from my perspective, I'm looking for the bulk of this portfolio to be companies that have characteristics where they're consistently driving revenue in a margin growth. They tend to have the margin profile that places them in the top quartile of their industry and where the return invested capital profile that places them in the top quartile of the industry. Because to me, that establishes that consistency pattern actually highlights process. And we pride ourselves in process in Alger on developing a thesis and meeting companies and producing a model. And when we hope you know, through hard work and consistency that drives outsized returns, it's very similar at a business. So I'm looking for businesses that have that same consistency and process. And often we can see that through consistency of revenue, through margin, and similarity through things like free cash flow and return on invested capital. So the bulk of my portfolio is businesses that have exhibited that. And they are number one or two often in the industries they're participating in. So dominance to me is important. Scale is important to me because I think it drives competitive advantage, particularly in environments like we are in today where price and inflation and dealing with the supply chain and things like that are on everybody's mind. And so larger businesses have a better ability to kind of compete in an environment like that compared to their peers. So the bulk of the portfolio is composed of ideas like that. And I do like to have some broad representation across the market as well. I think 
you know, one of the things that I've tried to do over the years is also have a framework for controlling risk. And so we're obviously always taking company risk. We're trying to mitigate that and understand the fundamentals of a particular company because we do like to run active share in our portfolios across the board. We're certainly not benchmark hugging in any case, but we're cognizant of where they are because, you know, the market does trade sometimes in different patterns and we, I want to be aware of those patterns. So for the bulk of your portfolio, you'll be looking for mid-cap companies that are potentially dominating their industries. What about the rest of the portfolio? What kind of companies are you looking for there? I have these two ends of kind of place markers where they can be really aggressive growth companies that have a truly differentiated business proposition. Now the risk on those can be higher because at times they can be single product companies, for example. But through analysis and through working with the team, if we discount those risks appropriately and they still present an opportunity, those can present themselves as positions in the fund from time to time. Similarly, I have this life cycle change bucket. And by life cycle change, I mean more established business that maybe has fallen on hard times. Maybe they have a, a geography or a change in management or business unit that isn't performing well. And there's a change agent. So that is that change agent a new manager? Is it a divestiture? Is it a new product? Being they've been spending for R&D for years and now suddenly here comes the new product. Finding those opportunities on stocks that maybe discounted one scenario but now can change is another part of the portfolio as well. And those are more opportunistic. And basically, all those buckets fit into positive dynamic change, which is something that we talk about at Alger. I think over time, you know, our portfolio will look different than others because we're going to put our own stamp on it. And some of the characteristics of the businesses that we hope to populate the portfolio with will have kind of unique attributes that I talk about. Thanks, Brandon. And what themes are you currently focused on? Obviously, we're in a difficult market. But, you know, I think we just look forward three, four, five years. Things in energy consumption and mobility are going to change, right? I think electric cars are going to happen, you know, by 2030 in California. I think you're not going to be able to buy a gasoline-powered, combustion-powered car. It's happening in Europe. It's happening in Asia. I think it is something that is going to materialize. So that's, for example, one very prevalent theme that we're trying to find different ways to express in the portfolio. One way is to obviously look at this through the lens of things like the semiconductor industry, and I would say related companies around that, because we're going to have more copper, more content, silicon content. We're going to need to connect electric devices or produce the batteries. So I think there's going to be a major content story for certain companies participating in that market. And we're building exposure to those, particularly in down markets like we have today. And then if you go one step back in the supply chain, is how this is all going to get made. Well, then you have companies that are in the industry that are supporting the development of semiconductor chips around the world. And obviously here in the U.S., we have a big driver of some of that domestic production as well. So that is one theme, I would say, broadly in automobiles, electrification, e-mobility. Another one really for me is understanding what's going on in biotech. So I think there's some really incredible things that are happening in healthcare. I'm looking for companies that are really differentiating the treatment paradigm. And so, for example, in diabetes, there's companies now that are producing new delivery devices that are really changing their ability to penetrate the market, improve outcomes. And so, you know, there's names in that area. And then similarly in biotech, there's a lot of different companies that are changing the paradigm. 
And then other areas, I do spaces like travel. Travel doesn't have to be a hotel or a cruise line. It can also be the suppliers to airline industry. So, you know, there's some great companies there that have dominant market positions. So that goes back to where I started about, you know, businesses that have shown that consistency of revenue, consistency of margin. The tail on that is exceptionally long. And so you can really think about the cash flows that emerge from that. So that's another area. Brandon, as I mentioned in the beginning, you've officially opened our new Denver office along with analyst Ben Reynolds, who's well known to our podcast series. Can you talk about the new office? Yeah, so we got to move our Mountain West office, I don't know how you want to call it, here in Denver. So we just opened up in uh, downtown Cherry Creek, which is fabulous because this is really the financial hub of, I would say, of Denver. And, and what it's been great is when management teams or investment community counterparts come through Denver to kind of visit companies, we're right here. I think it allows us to kind of have the best of both worlds. We can capture the energy and the drive of New York and also the resources and the analyst team in New York. But it also allows us to come back to Denver and take a step back. We will be developing a team out here in Denver as well over time. Brandon, before I let you go, I wanted to just touch on the subject of the current market, which has been extremely challenging. Unfortunately, not every portfolio manager has the luxury of launching a new portfolio in an up market. What was it like for you starting a new product in this kind of environment? Well, I mean, it's no doubt it's tricky, but I also see it from a positive perspective because it's presenting opportunities and having a team help you find the best opportunities is what excited me about the opportunity. So I joined over the summer, roughly the markets were down 20% or so. I don't know how much further they'll go down, but what is evident is as we look at the market today, you know, defensive groups of stocks broadly that were holding up, and then you had another group of stocks that were significant underperformers. But in some cases, those could actually be some of the best stocks you want to own over the next three, four, five years. Really, from my perspective, it's all about putting up good three and five year numbers. That's the ultimate goal for me. Consistency is something that I think is really important in investing. If I think about 23, 24, 25, setting up the fund for multiple years of hopefully good performance. Thank you. Brandon, outside of investing, what do you do for fun? Well, I have a wife and two daughters who keep me busy. We actually live on the west side of town in the foothills and I can leave my house and be on a mountain biking trail or go hiking or, you know, in the winter we get to ski, but really it's being outside. And I think it's been great for me for getting perspective. You know, you kind of get the best of both worlds of a nice metro market, but then you can be 45 minutes west in right in the mountains, which is awesome. I've actually spent some time hiking in Denver and I have to ask, uh, how often have you run into moose? To moose? You know, where I live, we see a lot of elk and a lot of deer, the odd bear, and I have not personally seen the mountain lion, but we have caught it on ring cams in our backyard, so. In your backyard? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I've never seen one during the day. Thank goodness. Brandon, thanks so much for joining me on the podcast today. Thanks, Alex. Great talking to you. And thank you for listening. For more information on the Alger Midcap Growth Portfolio, and for more of our latest insights, please visit alger.com. 
The views expressed to the views of Fred Alger Management LLC, FAM, and its affiliates as of October 2022. These views are subject to change at any time and may not represent the views of all portfolio management teams. These views should not be interpreted as a guarantee of the future performance of the markets, any security, or any funds managed by FAM. These views are not meant to provide investment advice and should not be considered a recommendation to purchase or sell securities. Holdings and sector allocations are subject to change. Risk disclosures. Investing in the stock market involves risks, including the potential loss of principal. Growth stocks may be more volatile than other stocks as their prices tend to be higher in relation to their company's earnings and may be more sensitive to market political and economic developments. Local, regional, or global events such as environmental or natural disasters, war, terrorism, pandemics, outbreaks of infectious diseases, and similar public health threats, recessions, or other events could have a significant impact on investments. A significant portion of assets may be invested in securities of companies in related sectors or industries and may be similarly affected by economic, political, or market events and conditions and may be more vulnerable to unfavorable sector or industry developments. Investing in companies of medium capitalizations involves the risk that such issuers may have limited product lines or financial resources, lack management depth, or have limited liquidity. Assets may be focused on a small number of holdings, making them susceptible to risks associated with a single economic political or regulatory event than a more diversified portfolio. Foreign securities involve special risks, including currency fluctuations, inefficient trading, political and economic instability, and increased volatility. At times, the portfolio may hold a large cash position, which may underperform relative to equity securities. The fund is classified as a non-diversified fund under federal securities law because it can invest in fewer individual companies than a diversified fund. Active trading may increase transaction costs, brokerage commissions, and taxes, which can lower the return on investment. Past performance is not in indicative of future performance. Important information for U.S. investors. This material must be accompanied by the most recent fund fact sheets if used in connection with the sale of mutual fund and ETF shares. Fred Alger & Company LLC serves as distributor of the Alger Mutual Funds. Important information for UK and EU investors. This material is directed at investment professionals and qualified investors as defined by MIFID FCA regulations. It is for information purposes only and has been prepared and is made available for the benefit of investors. This material does not constitute an offer or solicitation to any person in any jurisdiction in which it is not authorized to permitted or to anyone who would be an unlawful recipient and is only intended for use by original recipients and addressees. The original recipient is solely responsible for any actions and further distributing this material and should be satisfied in doing so that there is no breach of local legislation or regulation. Certain products may be subject to restrictions with regards to certain persons or in certain countries under national regulations applicable to such persons or countries. Alger Management Limited, Company House Number 8634056, domiciled at 78 Brook Street, London, W1K5EF, UK, is is authorized and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority for the distribution of regulated financial products and services. FAM and or Weatherby Capital LLC U.S. Registered Investment Advisors serve as sub-portfolio manager to financial products distributed by Alger Management Limited. Alger Group Holdings LLC, parent company of FAM, and Alger Management Limited, FAM, and Fred Alger & Company LLC are not authorized persons for the purposes of the Financial Services and Markets Act 2000 of the United Kingdom, FSMA, and this material has not been approved by an authorized person for the purpose purposes of Section 212B of the FSMA. Important information for investors in Israel. This material is provided in Israel only to investors of the type listed in the first schedule of the Securities Law, 1968, the Securities Law, and the Regulation of Investment Advice, Investment Marketing, and Investment Portfolio Management Law, 1995. The fund units will not be sold to investors who are not of the type listed in the first schedule of the Securities Law. Before investing, carefully consider the fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. For prospectus and summary prospectus containing this and other information, or for the fund's most recent month-end performance data, 
Nevada, visit alger.com, call 800-992-3863 or consult your financial advisor. Read the prospectus and summary prospectus carefully before investing. Distributor Fred Alger and Company, LLC, member NYSE, Euronext, SIPC, not FDIC insured, not bank guaranteed, may lose value.